Welcome to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary. This is your host, Scotty B. We're just going to get around right here, folks. You don't have to flip through the first 20 seconds of the thing. Just go go find us in the uh, in the show notes, where you, where, you are, where else you want to find us, how, however you want to support the show. We're going to talk about the concept of having clients today. I've been kind of going on a tangent and talking about, you know, gaining attention online and, you know, maintaining these relationships online. So what do you do with these relationships that you build online? You create clients out of them, okay? The clients, they're people that you know, you take money from for a good or a service, like people that, that want to support you really? Are they are they supporters? Are they patrons? Are they creepers? Are they are they sponsors? Like what what do you how do you define people? How do you define your support? And how do you provide them with something beyond just them donating money to you? Which, you know, technically you're a business at this point if you're doing this. You are conducting business. You are creating a client base. Uh, cosplayers do create businesses, but do they really want clients? I, I'm not really sure. I don't. I don't have a lot of information on this. Whether or not I know they don't want commissions, which would be a type of client. But I also don't see that they create a lot of like tutorials or anything. It seems like books are the way to go. Like a lot of cosplayers create something tangible. They create a book, something downloadable in a book. But there aren't like video series. Nobody's creating any video series. There's no courses on how to do this, how to do that. Um, probably because of the uh, level of work that's involved versus the money. Like it could probably just flop depending on the price point. So that's probably why they haven't done it yet. I'm also surprised that I haven't seen more NFTs, especially with all the artists in conventions. There, There's like nothing, none of that in the mix yet. There isn't like a buy this and get this. You know, if you buy these things, especially with the artists, like I'm really in comic, comic book, like writers, creators, I'm really surprised that there aren't more NFTs floating around yet. But I think that cons will be a great place for them, for anybody who is a vendor at a con. I think it's just really a way that just it can add a new dynamic. Potentially, you know, you could have an NFT at a con that would say, well, you can get this NFT, it costs this, you get this cool thing for art. But then you get a ticket to a panel or something like that, a later show, or you get, you know, an online, like a one-on-one online uh, or, you know, maybe they just do a panel online and they say, oh, well, you know, we'll send you we'll send you an email with some details now that you're on this list. So that when it goes live, you know, and the NFT can kind of do things like that. You can create and those things can be then traded amongst people. So it's, you know, it's an interesting way for digital creators and art artists to kind of merge offers. And then the metaverse comes along and there's even more nonsense to think about. But if you have clients, you know, however you have those clients, few or many, um, you know, th- this is more of an obligation. So you create a funnel and a group and then you scale what you do, right? It's it's kind of a straightforward process, but it's not easy. It just sounds, it sounds easy, but it is not an easy thing to do to create a product that you want to offer to people. And then either you have to maintain that product or you have to come up with, uh, you know, like kind of an evergreen system for it, something that isn't just going to go out of style or something that isn't just going to be obsolete as soon as it comes out, which is hard when you're dealing with cosplay. I think there are some universals for cosplay that could probably just happen. I think I think it's a pos- definitely a possibility just in the general scheme of everything. Cosplayers could probably create NFTs or courses or video courses or anything like that. Um 
you know, that there's, there's a lot of things that I don't see in this space that could just happen. But I would treat anybody who's buying your products and services a little differently than a follow, a little different than a followers. So people who are supporting you online, definitely not just your standard followers. Really, your response time with those people should be a little bit better if they are paying versus your random DMs or your trolls. And oftentimes, I think cosplayers will spend more time reacting to trolls than they will with people who actually pay. You you never seem to get priority when it's your money, but you do when you're complaining about things, which is interesting. The attention should be a little bit stronger, but it's not. It's often not very good PR to do that. You can give clients just the wrong idea about something that they're after. I mean, there, there can be just the wrong idea of what your service really offers. There can be something odd or, you know, that you're, you're making, maybe you're making something that they want. It really, it can only go on for so long, right? Like you, you can be a patron and there's only so many prints that you really want before you're just kind of like printed out. What you really want is someone to help you with your problems, whatever those may be. And I think that goes a lot further than just offering like, a piece of the fandom, you know, like this, it's a fandom within a fandom. It's me dressing up at fandoms and signing on, signing my name on those sheets of paper for things for which I really don't have any intellectual property rights to, um, except for my brand and that parties involved don't actually care yet, but don't worry. I'm sure that time's coming. So that's why I get into the NFTs now. And yeah, I think from a modeling perspective, even that there are ways around that, but again, story for another time. We're really just talking about the dependency. We're talking about solving problems, which is, you know, a common, uh, a common issue out there that, that it's not, it's, it's really less about solving problems and more about getting something for free, it seems, which isn't such a great idea. And it's also about fabricating demand for something that isn't really needed, which again, you have to be very careful with that. Nobody really needs to drink Coca-Cola. We all want to drink Coca-Cola, but Coca-Cola tells us that we need to drink it. That isn't necessarily a ploy or a uh, push that you want to make with your brand. You don't want to just create something and then suddenly tell everybody that they have to have it because it doesn't really work on your scale. It has to be something that really does solve a problem versus something that just exists and then you just make it something that everybody has to have. Make it make it more addictive, make it more mainstream, give it to celebrities and you'll watch them have it and then, oh, well, I have to have it now because I've seen all these other people have it. So try not to do that. Um, try not to be that brand. So that's where I'll leave it today, folks. Thanks again so much for listening. This is Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary saying, and I'm Scotty B saying, bye-bye.